Hey everyone, how are you doing? My name is Ricky Rigolato, the founder of Route the Service Platform. It's a sales platform for the commercial cleaning services industry. I am also the owner of Rosalato Services, a family-owned commercial cleaning company. So welcome to Cleaning and Cocktails, a show where I get the opportunity to sit down with cleaning industry experts and share stories, talk shop about the industry. So grab your cocktail, listen in, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Everybody, welcome again to another episode of Cleaning and Cocktails. Uh, I told you I'd be bringing in a pretty cool episode here coming up. This is, uh, I, I know both of these gentlemen, uh, I'm growing to know them very well, but uh, it, it's a pleasure for me to bring them on. Um, the show, the emphasis, right, is for the small to medium-sized, to just a clean business community, to, to talk to experts, talk to experienced individuals, talk to companies that have grown, the suppliers and manufacturers, everybody about the cleaning industry is what this show is about, to bring that knowledge, that, you know, that understanding and those years of experience to you guys um, and to, to give you what you need to, to get off the ground and running, to continue to grow through your business, to get over that hump that you're in. Um, so today, it's, it's a great pleasure to bring on Ed and John Salco. We've got ourselves a father-son duo here. Um, and I'm going to let them get into who they are, right? Uh, th that's what we first start off, guys. So Ed, John, thank you for thank you for being on the show and, and giving us some time here to to really kind of talk shop. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. So I'll uh, I'll let Ed go first here. Do a little intro of himself. Yeah, Ed, give us uh, give us some background for those of us who don't know Ed Salco. Uh, I came into the industry uh, in the 1970s. Uh, as a uh, as a college student, and uh, uh, grew grew up, grew that first company. Uh, from there, uh, from there, I went on. I had sold that company, uh, worked for a series of companies, and started uh, a series of companies. Uh, I've actually been through uh, eight startups, uh, six where I had an equity stake, uh, and two that I did not. And um, I've also been a senior uh, 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 C-suite fellow on uh, seven different national companies. So um, that's just a little bit about my background. And, uh, and, and, and this is a, just about 47 years now, about 47 years in the industry. Wow. That is not too shabby, my man. <laughs> 47 years, wow. Yeah, and I've done I've done uh, I've done buildings from uh, Boston to San Diego and uh, Seattle to Miami and all points in between. Awesome, awesome man. Well, hey, it's going to be fun getting into into those years and digging deep back there for us. Uh, John, what about yourself? You know, for those of us who don't know John Salco, um, give us a little background on yourself, my man. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the son of Ed, of course, as you already know. Um, I came into the industry when I was uh, wearing diapers, so <laughs> you know th there was that. Uh, first word was vacuum, yes. and when I was in preschool, I, uh, I I taught my preschool teacher how to clean a toilet because she was doing it wrong. So uh, yeah, I mean that that was the early years. You know, of recent, um, I worked for a couple of the largest cleaning companies in the world. Um, currently, I am working for a, a franchising company, a cleaning franchise company been with them for about a year and absolutely love it um you know office pride they got a great culture uh just just a lot of great stuff going on within that company so uh, that's where i'm at right now uh so yeah glad to be awesome. here well guys you guys have a ton that i want to jump into and i'm gonna go straight to it usually I, you know we we go back and forth with a couple of stories here and there but there's a there's only about 45 minutes to an hour here. So I want to make sure I get as much out of you guys as I can. So Ed, let's start with, with you as far as, and this is, it's funny because, you know, even before creating this, this, this podcast idea that I had, I have already had reached out to you, right? John, yourself too. But Ed, I'd, I'd been talking to you, text messaging, you know, phone calls. Uh, you've been, you've been a resource for me, right? So, and I know time is valuable, right? That was the first thing you ever, you ever said to me is, hey, Rick, time is, time is money, time is valuable. So, you know, let's, let's get to the point, but then let's, you know, again, time. So with the, uh, the amount of time that somebody has, like yourself, 
how, how are you becoming a resource for others? And I'd like to start with, I guess, maybe janitorial subcontracting network, right? Because that was one thing that stuck out to me when I first, um, you know, found you and heard about you is there's a misconception on subcontracting. Um, and we could talk an hour just on that probably, but what, what is it with, with this network? Because I think you're one of the first that created a network group, but what is it with this network that is your vision, is your goal? Um, if people don't know about it, why should they know about this, this, this network group? Well, the subcontracting network uh, was an answer to the problem of uh, local uh, janitorial operators uh, meeting and being able to do work with uh, uh, regional and national maintenance management companies. Um, we started out. We started out actually as a uh, as, as a LinkedIn group, and, um, and and what it grew out of was my own experience working at a uh, national company, uh, at, actually for a series of national companies that uh, were essentially maintenance management. Uh, they performed no services uh, uh, on their own. Uh, everything that they did was subcontracted out. And um, as, a, uh, as, as somebody that was in, that, uh, in a company like that, um, it was always a problem finding subcontractors. And I mean a terrible problem trying to find subcontractors. You know, you've got, you know, you've got a $10 million contract and uh, you've got, you know, uh, half a dozen uh, cities where you uh, you can't actually perform uh, your contractual obligations, and so uh, the need for uh, subcontractors uh, was kind of like life and death for those companies. And for me, when I was uh, 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 working in a couple of those companies, so okay. um, that was uh, uh, that 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 was what started it. But then, uh, as we went on um, in the beginning, we were about four years into it. And uh, uh, the thing grew like uh, wildfire. It was, uh, it was quite amazing, really. And um, what happened was um, at about year four, we realized, uh, uh, I had realized that uh, we had done uh, in excess of $100 million of transactions in the network. And uh, I know that to be the fact because uh, I did, uh, uh, I was called on uh, to do the bids for the a bids. couple of, 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 of national maintenance management companies who were just getting into the janitorial sector. So, um, okay. that how I, that's how, that, that's how I know that that number was, 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 was in fact correct. But, uh, we grew, uh, essentially all across the internet. If you, if you type in janitorial subcontracting network, you'll find us all across the internet, but we started out, like I said, a, on a LinkedIn group. And uh, from there we went wide and uh, went all across the internet. And so there was subcontract janitorial subcontracting networks on Twitter and Google Plus and uh, Facebook and then a couple of others uh, also. Uh, so, 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 so we were everywhere uh, on a national basis, but there was a number of problems, uh, a couple of which we had created. <laughs> we actually created some problems <laughs> yeah. uh, that, uh, that hadn't existed before. And um, at one point, um, it was necessary for us to, uh, to uh, uh, have an alternative to the uh, free uh, uh, platforms of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and all these. And so mm -hmm. we, have our, we have our own uh, platform now. And it's, it's, it's kind of like our own little uh, uh, Facebook. So it's a total platform. Uh, we just launched a uh, we just launched a, uh, a a free course for our members on um, uh, on data mining, how to turn uh, 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 bits of information, how to turn data into actionable janitorial leads, and uh, so there's 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 a the first class is there. There'll be more, and um, and then also uh, we put out probably. And, and I haven't gotten a, a recent count, but by the end of the by the end of uh, the year, the beginning, uh, the end of uh, last December, we had put out uh, in the network approximately uh, uh, half a billion square feet of uh, leads in uh, uh, approximately two thousand leads all across the United States for our subcontracting members. Wow. And what the, what the objective is there is is that a uh, a healthy uh, a healthy company makes a good subcontractor. 
So yeah. what we're trying to do is we're, try, we're, we're trying to build healthy companies for our uh, maintenance management uh, partners. And, um, and uh, that, 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 that's pretty much our objective to, to help okay. build strong companies. Yeah, I mean, I got, cause, and this is a topic that I, I, I talk about a lot within my mastermind groups or, you know, other colleagues, cause like I said, the, the perception when I first starting, when I first became a sub for other larger, you know, prime contractors or vice versa now, you know, I work with a lot of, I call them affiliate partners, right? I think I've told you about this before too, where, you know, I, I work with probably 25 cleaning companies right now that, that manage some of the locations for me across the country. Cause I think you hit it on the, on the nail. And when you said, you know, it, it, it's a problem for a small size company when they run into an opportunity that is, you know, a multi-state opportunity, but we're not used to, you know, being able to facilitate that kind of work and you end up losing out on business when you didn't have to, if you, you know, join a network like this, right. Or if you have other, if you're open to working with other cleaning companies, uh, there's a lot of value there to, to work. And I learned a lot of that too, John, actually from, from my days with cover on the franchise side is I kind of look at these things similar. You guys tell me what you think of, you know, by, I look at subcontracting as, as far as if you're a franchise organization, you're winning business, right, John? And then you're, you're looking for other franchisees to handle some of those accounts for you. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the franchisor who is almost like a prime contractor. Would you guys say I'm, I'm almost somewhat accurate with that, with that kind of a assumption where, not assumption, but it's, you know, they're, they're in charge of the contract and they're finding other franchisees, but then Ed, on, on the subcontracting side, like if you're a prime, you're finding other cleaning companies that would be kind of like that. I mean, am I looking at this the right way, guys? It, it's, 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 at some point, what'll happen is that uh, what, what we've experienced at some point, uh, 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 franchise companies uh, run out of franchisees and uh, they've got contracts that uh, have to be uh, uh, that have to be serviced. And so the overflow of uh, where they are missing uh, subcontractors is uh, where our network picks up. Okay. And, uh, and we've had a couple of real bright uh, outfits that, uh, I mean, understood what we were doing uh, immediately and uh, uh, jumped on, uh, uh, jumped on the, uh, jumped on the bandwagon with yeah. us. And so we've been, we've been, we, we, the, the reason for our existence is, uh, uh, is, 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 is because of these prime, um, contractors who have uh, uh, who have um, been the uh, uh, biggest supporters of yeah. Our so it's it's and, and I and I like that word support because the success that I've seen with other working with other cleaning companies is the support is pr trusting the process is kind of you know creating a playbook that we work with each other for you know for the same purpose of mm -hmm. you know it's just opportunities it's it's opportunities that that you you are able to build on and grow on. Well, one of the one one of the things. Let me let, let me just say this, Ricky. Um, one one of the uh, major uh, uh, one of the major drivers of the subcontracting network is that we've gone from uh, local control uh, and uh, management of uh, buildings uh, to central purchasing. Companies that have a thousand uh, uh, locations across the country used to have a thousand different cleaning services, mm -hmm. and um, what that meant was a thousand checks, a thousand invoices, and so forth. And so, by going to central purchasing, um, it was a, a huge cost savings uh, for them uh, to uh, uh, you know to, to go to central purchasing. So, central purchasing and uh, uh, has been dri driving the uh, in the subcontracting network. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Central purchasing. I got my notes here too, guys. All right. So, John, uh, like you said in the beginning, you, you got into this space, you know, from diapers uh, and on, and you're probably, you know, like you said, teaching your teachers how to clean. Now, it was inevitable, I would believe, that you would get into this space. Could you give us, you know, how, how did you land into the role of, you know, and I want to talk a little bit more about your role with Office Pride too, technical operations manager. Um, you know, how did you land the position with Office Pride? And then give us kind of, you know, because the world of technology, you know, it's, it's ever changing, it's evolving. So what, what does a day look like for technical yeah. operations in, 
with a with an outfit like Office Bride. Yeah. So, um, well, I'll go ahead and just go back and let I, let you know that it was never my intention to uh, be a part of this industry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody grows up. With I want to I want to school to be a marketing yeah. a sports agent. That's what I want to school for. Yeah, there you go. I want to be a doctor or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So in college. Uh, my father, he came to me and said, hey, listen, there's a telemarketing company that's doing this and this, and they're charging X amount of dollars. Can you do that? I'm like, well, yeah, I could do that. Uh, because a couple of years prior, I, I just did some telemarketing. Um, you know, it was tough to find work, um, you know, in the early 2000s. And uh, so I ended up taking a couple telemarketing jobs. Uh, they were They had amazing training programs, and I was able to just learn as much as I could. And when the opportunity came, um, Ed was doing consulting. And so he wanted to feed uh, his customers, his clients. Um, you know, a big part of what he was teaching was uh, telemarketing was playing a big role. And so he was essentially just passing along uh, his customers and they were utilizing my service, which was at first just telemarketing and then it kind of transformed into a uh, more of a direct marketing um, platform, uh, but it was exclusive for cleaning companies. And um, down the road, you know, again, a couple of years down the road, I saw that there was going to be a decrease in the need for telemarketing, um, not because not because it was ineffective at that time, but because it was too expensive. There's too much noise going on in the industry and too many people uh, selling appointments and everybody wants appointments and you know it's, it's the lifeline mm -hmm. of the industry and trying to grow your business and so I moved uh, the entire business essentially virtually uh, put together a training program uh, for how to find your own telemarketer how to hire them um, how to train them and how to manage them and so that was really my opportunity to step away from that marketing side of the industry and I uh, ended up taking a job with, uh, at the time, GCA, uh, when they were in existence, um, you know, managed over 100 buildings and, you know, learned a lot. Um, a lot of it was what not to do. Some of it was, hey, this is a great idea. Uh, you know, ABM purchased GCA and uh, just transferred over with them. And then just got to a point where, you know, I wasn't happy. So I started putting applications out there. Uh, again, not really in the cleaning industry. So again, not trying to look for another job in the cleaning industry. And I got a call from, at the time, the VP of Office Pride, who, uh, you know, first of all, I, I, I was, before Office Pride, I was completely against cleaning franchises for mm -hmm. uh, various reasons. And, you know, when he called me, the VP called me and uh, he was telling me about Office Pride and how he got my application. And I wasn't probably, I don't think I was the nicest on the phone because I had a preconception. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he talked me into coming in for an interview, sat down, spent a couple hours with him and uh, director of ops and uh, really hit it off, um, really bought into what they were selling. It's completely different from your Janet Kings and your coveralls because as a franchisor, they do not, uh, any, they do not get contracts. They do not provide leads or anything like that. It's truly, you know, when you join, office probably you're not buying a franchise you are being awarded a franchise and the people that uh, um, come into it they are true business owners and they have goals and they have dreams and it's absolutely just amazing to work with them because it's so much fun to see them uh, grow their business and we give them the, the support uh, and the coaching to learn and to grow their business and manage their financials and think of new ways of getting customers and it's a lot of fun um, so it's even though it's a clean franchise, it is in its own class, in its own own realm, if you would. Yeah, and actually, and this is a great experience. Yeah, this is leading into actually my, my follow-up question that I was going to ask you, John, is, I mean, you're going yeah. right into it, is how does, you know, because I've, I've, I knew who Office Pride was, right? I've, I've seen the company, you guys do great at branding, and, you know, when I'm at the BSCAI, you see the Office Pride group all the time. So it's like, mm -hmm. I knew there was something different between this franchise versus others. Cause like I said, you know, I, I did come from a franchise organization, learned a lot, got, 
you know, I actually, they gave me the tools to what I needed to get to where I am now, but I had bigger, I had bigger dreams, you know, so that's why I ventured off on my own. But mm-hmm. with Office Pride, I mean, I, it's like in the name, I, I, I feel the pride that everybody has for their, for their company. And it's, and it, and it kind of pours through when you're having conversations with them. But if you kind of touched on what's a little bit different with, from you guys and other franchises, because there, there is a bad, uh, a bad rap that a lot of franchise organizations get. Um, but I feel like you guys are doing something different, right? I mean, what, what other things are, I mean, you, you touched on some, but what's another differentiating factor? Um, yeah, just the, equipping the franchisees with the, um, the knowledge that's big. Um, second one is, you know, like I said, it, they award franchises. So it's not, they're not going out there and people are like knocking on their doors, you know, hey, buy this, you know, five grand, you know, buy and own your own business. Mm-hmm. None of that. It's, hey, this is what we stand for. This is our culture. Um, this is our vision. And we are looking for a true pe- people that want to be business owners. And that, that's the first, because, you know, you, you, can, you can teach how to clean. You can teach how to manage financials. You can teach all that. Mm-hmm. But it's the drive, it's the, it's the passion it's the, to you you know, teach run that. your own business, be your own boss. Yeah, that, that, you can't teach that. And so that's, we, on, we only look for franchise owners that have that, uh, have that drive. Mm-hmm. Because we know that that's going to make a huge difference in their lives. And everybody that's in the network, they, they have bigger dreams and bigger goals. And they just use running and owning a business as a platform to reach those uh, dreams, which is, um, like I said before, it's very rewarding to watch yeah. happen before you're I mean, it, it's, it's got to feel better for them to win their own business. I, that, that, I just remember that that was a topic that me and you discussed before too, because I, you know, I always had the assumption that, you know, every franchise was the same and that, you know, they have the, the, the sales team that goes out and bids and gets the jobs and then sells the contracts to the franchise. But that's a, I guess that is a big differentiating factor than that. That that's not how you guys operate the business then. You guys aren't out there with the sales force, landing contracts, and then selling the contract to the franchisee. Yeah, no, they're business owners. Okay. They're out there getting their own business. And that is different. Where wow, okay. Support. So they're like, okay, well, I need help bidding this. And they pick up a phone, give me a call, walk them through it. You know, different scenarios. You know, okay. Margin like, how many hours. And then they go back and finish and close so, the sale and Give me a call next week. Hey, awesome. I got the job. I need help yeah. with the startup. I feel and like that's so. just a more collective, <laughs> collaborative approach to winning business because Ed, you know, on this topic of, of bidding and winning jobs, right? It's, I'm not, I don't want to say that it's, it's one of the areas that hurts the industry and, you know, low bidding and all that, but I mean, underbidding and going in and win, winning sizable contracts at a low price does end up hurting us in the future when those type of clients they're just going to get used to those low prices, right? I mean, then, and then when you actually try to come in, and this is going to be a topic at the end that I have a good question for you guys is just, you know, how the industry is going to pivot with everything that's going on. But I mean, I guess you could say, so, you know, the whole con- you know, franchise organization, subcontracting, I mean, pricing is super crucial for that relationship to work. Absolutely. No two ways about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like I said, I got a question at the end and we're going to dig deeper on that, but I want to, I want to switch over to you, Ed, and talk about this uh, scientific maintenance corp. Um, I liked your tagline that I saw on one, I forgot where I saw it, but just the fact that you, it's a facility service approach with robotics being involved. Uh, did I say that right? I mean, are, could you, what is, what is scientific we, maintenance corp? Yeah, we were the, we, we, uh, we, we were the, uh, uh, the very first, a facility services company that incorporated robotics. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, John was with me. Uh, we, we launched about five years ago. Um, but um, this goes way before that. Um, I've been following uh, 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 robotics and cleaning uh, for a very, very, very long time. As a matter of fact, in the mid-1980s, I wrote an article uh, for the property management, uh, commercial property management community about cleaning robots. Um, so I've been watching this for a very, very long time. There was a, um, there was a leader in the industry at one point, um, and uh, you know, 15 years ago, I walked into their office just, you know, so I knew what was going on. Um, I was an engineering major uh, when I came to the uh, 
janitorial industry. So um, this was not a this was not a big stretch for me. Mm -hmm. But um, I followed robotics all the way through uh, uh, all the way through the years and so forth. And uh, finally, when there was a uh, a viable uh, technology, uh, that was when we launched. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, part of part of part of our part of our plan uh, was to uh, utilize uh, the uh, uh, what at the time was the leader in the robot cleaning robot business uh, with a uh, essentially a floor cleaning uh, robot, and um, the uh, rest of it was um, that we were going to uh, have our own. Uh, uh, robot that emptied uh, desk side trash cans, and, uh, and and this 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 required approximately four million dollars of startup capital, uh, which I was not successful in raising. So oh, I, I know the fundraising world. Yeah, it's that, not that, easy, man. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, 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 the mistake was that I did it. John John would have done a better job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was my mistake. Was. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this old guy that's you know, 45 years in a janitor's closet, and uh, you know, with a <laughs> background, and John's got a finance background, and, uh, uh, and and was and and was closer to their you know closer to their age and so forth. So that that yeah. was a mistake on my part. We had we had an incredible team though. Uh, it was an amazing team. Okay. Uh, uh, so to, uh, so Ed, is it similar to? I mean, like now you do see some of these cleaning robots that are out. I even saw. I went to a, a workshop. I think it was SoftBank. They've got yeah, the Wiz. SoftBank, yes, yes. The Wiz. As a matter of fact, yes. I've, I've been working very closely with the uh, folks at SoftBank. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they they've got a pretty strong initiative right now. I mean, I I've talked to the guys all the time, and they're you know even because it's a lease program. I think what they're they, doing. They got it. Yeah, they they got it. They got it figured out. That was, okay. Uh, it uh, seems like they do. Yeah, they, out of anybody. I mean, you're, you're, they, they're talking about deployment, they're using good terminology, they're looking out for, you know, like I have a large healthcare client that, you know, the, the gentleman, I think it's Keith, who I talked to over at SoftBank, he's like, you know, Rick, let's deploy 15, 20 robots, let you guys, wow, look at that mug, look at that mug. Well, you said cocktails, right? right? Yes, oh, that deserves a cheers right there, man. <laughs> look at that mug. <laughs> John, you, can, you probably know what kind of mug he's got, but this guy's got a toilet <laughs> as a mug. That's it. That, that's a stop me in my tracks right there in my middle of my, <laughs> my talk shop session. Um, so I was saying, so like these guys, uh, they're talking about deployment, you know, because I think people get afraid of robots because they think they're going to take over our job. But it's like, no, you know, there, there's so much more human touch that we let's allow humans to focus on detail work let the robots handle, you know, 20,000 square feet of floor that all is the same layout and they can do that, right? Is that what you see as the future well, of- You know, listen, the, the, listen these, 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 these fears are exactly the same fears um, that I remember very, very, very clearly about, ro uh, about computers. Hmm. Um, I'm old enough to remember when, you know, people would just scratch their head and they'd say like, well, why would a normal person need or use a computer for, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and, and that was one of, that was one of the big, uh, that was one of the big subjects was, well, computers are going to, you know, it's going to end our jobs. And, uh, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're heading for, you know, Aldous Huxley's brave new world and, uh, you know, and, and, and this entire negative, uh, uh, negative uh, uh, vibe about uh, technology and when you look back at what happened uh, with the computer revolution, um, it created, you know, uh, you know, many, 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 many more jobs than it destroyed. Yes, yes. I and, mean, I... and the robotics are going to be the same. We're, we're going to be doing higher level stuff. Um, one of the things that I'm real big on is um, um, has to do with education. Okay. Uh, and uh, you know, it's it, 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 it's it, it's fairly simple to. Uh, you know, start a cleaning company, but uh, in order to, to to stay on top of this industry, it's going to take uh, it's going to take a commitment to learning, uh, and that's something fortunately that uh, that I've had all through the years, and so I've constantly evolved and learned along the way, and 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 others are going to have to do, or those that are going to survive and thrive and do well are going to have to do that also. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking like learning, adapting, training, right. training, training. Because look at the, the clean that we knew, you know, two months ago is different now, right? So it's like you have to, you know, I, I sent my team back to another two-week training course. Um, and all that, like, not that they, a lot of the things they knew, but they're like the two main things we took away, Rick, we weren't doing. You know, like that itself right there was worth the time because now we have new methods, new terminology, new verbiage, a new understanding to the difference between clean and disinfect and, you know, rinsing and so many things that, I mean, I think, you know, again, now because of what's happened with COVID-19, you know, that was inevitable that we would talk about that right now is, you know, we, we it is our time to shine, but we've got to shine with intelligence, right? I mean, we've, 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 how do you guys feel about, you know, it's kind of like the wild, wild west out there with a lot of companies. Um, what do you, you kind of said it, that is the ones that are going to last and stay here and grow and expand are going to be the ones that teach and educate themselves. How do you guys look at what's going on in the landscape right now? John, you got, you, you got a really good view of this, John. Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you take this one? Okay. So yeah, I mean it's uh it's all over the place really. I mean, I was watching this thing, you know, January first, was watching the videos that being released from China and I'm I'm here like looking at it and I'm like, Oh man, this is nuts, this is crazy. Thinking like, all right, well, can it really hit us? And lo and behold it did. And um really the, the the companies that are out there, some of them are doing it correctly, some of them are just out there, you know capitalizing on the opportunity and in six months they're going to be gone uh, they don't understand disinfection they're going in they're thinking that they're doctors when they have one of those electrostatic sprayers or any type of special equipment they come in you know and they come in just start spraying stuff and run out and cash their check and it's you know it's unfortunate because it gives everybody else um, you know it, it makes the rest of us look you know look bad and so yeah, it goes back to the education. It's understanding, you know, the process. What's the proper process to disinfect? Uh, and you know, it's one of those things. I, this isn't going to going away anytime soon. I mean, COVID might die down, uh, hopefully, but it, it's it's every year. It's going to be something new. It could be the flu. It could be a, a norovirus. It, it could be anything. And the impact that it has, financial impact that they have on a business when a sickness hits. Um, or if a school, you know, the impact there, uh, it, it's a lot of money. And so to invest in a cleaning company that can properly disinfect and protect your facility, um, you know, I, I think this is the opportunity that this industry has been waiting for because it's our chance to say, hey, listen, this is how we do it. We are the experts, um, and this is the value that we bring. Okay, this is the value. So before, you know, we're fighting against people that are going in bidding at $15 an hour. Well, you know, you're going to get what you pay for. That's what we always said. But the customer never really cared. Mm -hmm. But now we're in a position where, you know, we're important. We're vital to your health and your safety. Um, and that takes money to operate um, an organization that does that correctly. And so hopefully, you know, my, my hope is that we don't see this whole, you know, lowballing and undervaluing what we do as an industry and, you know, take this opportunity and really uh, change the landscape um, for yeah. next decade, decades. Exactly. I mean, you got, you, you said it, John, as far as the value of clean. And I, and I take that statement where I remember three years ago here in Chicago, I went to an event at, um, I mean, I call it Comiskey Park still, and I think it's a guaranteed rate now or something. But I was at the Soxfield uh, tenant was having an event and ISSA was there, right? And, you know, the value of the clean, the value of clean, the value of clean. And I, I would always listen and I, was, I would always, you know, absorb the, the education and, the, and all the, the content. But I was like, man, at the end of the day, I'm like, but my client just doesn't care. You know, like so most of the time I was like, man, the client just, they don't they don't know absenteeism, you know, they don't look at the statistics, the percentage of sickness and sick days, but holy cow, in the last two months, have my clients more than ever asked about chemicals, you know, EPA registrations, uh, CDC, you know, what's on the label, what's dwell time, Rick, what like, it has come to the forefront of 
I, we are having discussions. We're having Zoom calls. We're having huddle ups. And man, shit, if we're not, if we don't educate ourselves, they're going to become more educated than us. And now it's like, why am I paying for you to be the expert and build a program for me if I know more than you? So you guys are right. It's, it's this, it is all about education. And there's a lack of education out there right now. I mean, there really is. You know, it's, there's not enough. So, you know, it's, it's cool to hear you talk about, you know, I know you've got this, I think growth solutions is, is something that you've come up with and I've been following a little bit where we need as much education as possible because that is going to, that is going to bring the value of us, bring, bring the benchmark from John, you said, I say that number all the time too, 15 bucks an hour, 15 bucks an hour. It's no, we are charging 30, 35, 40, but it's not because we want to charge to be high. It's because there's a lot that goes into that. You know, let us train our trainers. Let us, you know, build an inspection team. A lot of times these, these clients, they won't, you know, I don't charge my clients for inspections. You know, I do them for the better quality of my company, but like, you know, Ed, talk about more education for us. You know, this growth solutions. Well, that you have. Uh, well, let me, let me, let me give you an, let me give you an example. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, one of the big examples, uh, uh, of course, comes from the uh, uh, from the commercial real estate industry, which is really the mother's milk of the cleaning business. Okay, um, you know we don't hear this from anybody in the industry. I think I'm kind of the lone voice on this. Um, and somebody told me that uh, uh, that that pretty well summed it up. But commercial real <laughs> estate commercial real estate is the mother's milk of the cleaning industry. The cleaning industry grows based on what the commercial real estate industry does. Now, when there's nothing being built, we're just trading buildings around. There's mm -hmm. no actual growth. The growth of the industry is tied to development. Okay, so watching what's happening in the development, if you care about the cleaning business and you're gonna be around for a while, watching what happens in the development community is a, uh, is a, critical, uh, it's a critical thing to be on on uh, forward-thinking building service contractors' radar. So more and cranes, can, more cleaning. I can. It, 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 it's it's directly related. It is direct directly related. Okay. So so um, I would I would throw the question back. In the commercial real estate world, um, the uh, the move is to uh, smart buildings. What does that mean to us, and what is our role? Okay. Big question. And very few, very few people. Now I'm I'm in touch with a couple of folks, but you know, um, you know, these are these are you know the folks that are thinking about this are are, are the people that are doing uh, uh, in excess of a hundred million dollars and 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 two hundred and three hundred million dollars. They're the ones that see this and understand uh, what I'm talking about here. Okay. But uh, for the small for the small independent contractor, um, you know, one of the things to do is to pay attention to what's happening with smart buildings. Now where do we fit in, particularly now uh, with robotics coming uh, of, of age? And, and, and we are of age now. Uh, I mean, there are more cleaning robots in operation in the United States than anybody right now would guess. And, uh, and that's only going to grow over the next uh, uh, two years, okay? Um, so now, so Ed, what about, so, so I, I wanted, you know, let me, let me jump in real quick. Cleaning robots, and this could be for both you and John too, because so when, you, when, when a small to medium-sized business thinks about a cleaning robot like I have before, it's a big investment. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a new thing for me to try to invest in. Should we look at, look at this as an opportunity to present a program to maybe a commercial real estate property management firm that we're trying to bid on, right? Or a large client that we're trying to bid with. Should we put the cost of the robot on the client or should we incur that cost and then build it into a program what what's a what what do you guys think is a good approach because if you're a small to medium time business man i mean it, this is not a backpack vacuum which this you is, should be doing which would you know the, the proper way to look at this is um to by incorporating robots how do how do how do i decrease the cost of service to my clients how do i pass the savings on that's a smart way to look at it how do I pass these savings yeah. on? The savings so, that I can realize with the robot. So production rate. Pass these savings on. So, okay. so production rate, right, guys? Like, Absolutely, it's always like, about production. That's yeah. only what this is. You know, the other, the other, the other. Uh, uh, in, in some quarters, there's something called edisms, which are things that I said that are repeatable. 
But, it's gonna be um, the name. The there you go. That's the name of the, the show right here. That is a well. Well, you know, the, the you know the, the the other thing, and and I have suggested that I will get it tattooed on my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, is uh, that the business of cleaning is only about numbers. It's not about viruses and rags and spray. It's not about any of that. It's only about numbers. The business of cleaning is only about numbers. So um, if we start with that. Uh, if, if we start with that as a foundational uh, idea of, 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 of what we're doing, okay, incorporate uh, what's happening with technology. And let me just say what's, what's, uh, uh, what, what's going to happen is that the cleaning, the cleaning companies are going to get bypassed. I mean, um, one of the biggest real estate companies on the planet just bought one of the largest cleaning companies on the planet. Think about mm. that for a second. Wow. Okay. So now you're, 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 now you're competing against uh, the people who uh, 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 developed the land, built the building, maintained every single system in the building, and they cleaned the, and they cleaned the building. So, okay? this so is, there's no a, spot for you. There's no place I, for you. I, this is all, this, man, I could talk hours about this here, because John, you're, you're on the technical side too. So this is a good question or a good topic for all three of us here, because how I look at it guys too is, so what, you know, about three years ago, there was a company called Managed by Q that jumped in, right? And they were a, a marketplace, a office marketplace platform, right? So in the beginning, I, I had fellow colleagues who would be like, oh, you know, Rick, you know, why are you working with them? You know what, you know, they're just like a middleman. Well, guess what? They're, they're a smart technology platform that a entire building can, can almost like a menu, just order services for the building that they need and, I'm, I better be one of those partner vendors on that platform to be able to be of service to, all, it's like a lead gen for me, right? So I looked at it as a lead gen. So years are passing now and you know, you guys know, right? I, I mean, I, I'm working on the software myself where it's, I'm, I am completely giving into technology. Not that it's gonna replace us, you know, but it's, it, you said it at smart buildings. They are going to want everything seamless, streamlined, you know, the word platform is going to be a part of everything. You know, they, they are going to leverage technology for every single decision they make for their assets and their asset is the building, you know, so we better catch up. So, I mean, I mean, so what do you, what do you say about this platform approach where we are now becoming vendors on this platform for these commercial real estate? What yeah. Do you well, well, I mean, this is, this is, this is part of the, uh, this is part of the, uh, uh, narcissism of the uh, millennial generation. <laughs> you know, I heard somebody hey. describe it. I heard somebody describe it once. I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. I, I had one of them tell me. I had one of them tell me. I said, you know, we and we were talking about Managed by Q because I've been watching Managed by Q very, very, very closely since yeah. they started. Okay, and uh, and 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 in absolute disbelief, they said, "Man, with Managed by Q." You can order a salad for lunch. <laughs> the truth. You know, okay, all right. But look, I mean, listen, listen, there's there's some of us old guys that were doing that 20 years ago. Mm. Okay. And <laughs> we didn't just send we didn't just send you a box, you know, a styrofoam box with a salad in it. We take you out and we buy you drinks and <laughs> okay. Okay. so the whole idea that 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 you know a salad would appear because uh, uh, of, of, of this platform, uh, I, I, I think was completely uh, missing, miss, miss, missing the boat. Yeah. Uh, and, but uh, I think you definitely have to, because I mean, that's, I think, why we flourished with that opportunity is we became ingrained with the client, still allowed for the communication to happen between the back end. And, you know, we were a vendor of the platform and so forth. But man, we took it and ran with it. You know, our client, the clients loved us, you know, and you know, now that, the, you know, a company like that isn't around, we're still around, right? And it's because think about of the, the service. Just, think about, think, think, think very carefully about what you just said, okay? Because what, what you just said was one of the keys. The client loved us, mm -hmm. okay? Not, 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 not the little program, okay? True, okay. <laughs> Not the iPad, okay. okay? Not the phone. They loved you because of the service. So there was, you know, there, there's, there's, there's some presuppositions there that uh, we're presupposing that there is a uh, relationship that's being built. Yes, you guys met through uh, some sort of a technical platform, 
you know, a service platform. Okay. But there's many of those out there now. There was was something that was, but I mean, there was a, there was a relationship and, and that's, what's not new. I mean, that's what drove the business. Uh, I mean, that's what controls the central business district in every single city in the United States is relationship relationships. relationships. Yeah. Okay. Duly, duly noted. Now, Guys, taking it to to back back to COVID nineteen right now, right? Back to where we're the the, the situation that we're in today, um, with the increased spotlight of cleaning today. Um, what what do you guys? What's the next six months look like? You know, what does the next year look like? Um, you know, Ed, you got a lot of years, and you've probably seen some of these. You know. I wouldn't say pandemics, you know, this is the, probably the biggest pandemic we've ever been, been uh, involved with, but there's been a lot of ups and downs, but what do you feel, what do you guys feel like the next six months to a year looks like for the commercial cleaning industry? I'll go on this one. Um, it's a popularity contest. All right. So, you know, before this COVID stuff happened, you know, what was, what was a mister? What was electrostatic sprayer? It was just an overpriced delivery system, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody really thought twice about it. Now, you go out, you buy it, because let's, let's face it, I mean, I think it was what, March? It, you're kinda, you kind of had to if you wanted to compete. So you go out, your, cust- you know, your customer's saying that this is what they want. So you go out, you buy this machine, you start using it, you realize that you're making a lot of money and people are coming to you, okay? So the way I see it, is that customers now are going to expect that. And then as a business owner, if you're running a small cleaning company, you know, they're not going to be satisfied with just the sprayer. It's now the norm. You know, we look back and say, oh, okay, well, you clean, uh, green clean, you know, that was always, that was a thing that was big. Now it's, okay, great. Now it's green certified. Um, it, it's just standard. It's not like anything special anymore. It doesn't get anybody's attention. The sprayers in the past, four months and I think down the road in six months, it's still going to hold people's attention, but then it's going to be standard again. So what's next? You know, what's going to come after that? What what piece of equipment, um, what technology is going to be used to set yourself apart? Um, You know, looking at the Wiz, the SoftBank robot, you know, that's an option. It's huge. Um, Especially if you're in buildings that, you know, are a really great fit. And um, I actually just had a call with, uh, somebody from, uh, wasn't SoftBank, but it was another company that distributes them. And, you know, he was going through the information on operational cost, And it's, it's pretty much, you, you got, you got somebody vacuuming high traffic areas for two and a half hours, you know, on average per night, five days a week, you know, you're going to start saving money if you bring a robot in. No, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's kind exactly. of a, it's a no brainer there. It's, yeah. Yes, it's, I agree. Yeah, so it's right there. So I, I see it as it's going to be the race to who has the new shiny toy. You know, yeah, that's kind of where I see it going. And because, and that's why I'm, I'm really keeping my eye on that that kind of a robot myself. Just because if if they do, if clients and and not if I mean they already have been requesting us to to just detail clean, hit high touch points like we've never hit before. All of a sudden now we are more of a EVS type of approach for our, like a lot of our healthcare facilities, right? Where we used to clean, you know, overnight, but now they may want us to be during the day where now, you know, we, we are touching services more and more often where then overnight a, let's just say a robot is in place and knows the layout and, and just does that work again simultaneously. It's like, man, production rate is just going to get better uh, and the client is going to get the best type of service possible. Um, but it's but we have to adapt, right? We have to absorb that that is the future. Um, and, you know, the, it's ROI. It's basically going to be ROI and how we calculate that. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants this, this better service, this deep cleaning and disinfection. And, you know, are you, are you going to be able to uh, deliver on that, maintaining your margins, and without jacking the price up for your customer. Yeah. And the answer to that is it's no. So we it's it's up for the equipment people. You know what can you yeah. deliver? 
Mm-hmm. What are you going to bring to me that's going to be able to help me deliver what the customer wants at the price point that they can afford and at the efficiency that I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ed, so what about pricing though? Right. So what, you know, it's easy to just come in and like, you, you know, John, you were saying, you know, people are, are, are getting paid more than ever to perform some of these services. So, you know, you, you, you might say, wow, you know, I just want to keep making this kind of revenue, but it's just, this isn't going to last that part of it. As far as let's treat the customer with, you know, let's be professional, build these, build a program instead of a one-off. But how, how do we, how does pricing come into consideration for these clients when they are going to expect, you know, disinfecting more often, cleaning to another level. How do you, how do we dictate pricing now? Like, how does that? You know, this is, you know, this is where I depart from some of the, uh, some of the other uh, folks that pontificate about the cleaning industry. Um, I am, um, you know, when it comes to pricing, uh, once again, uh, I'm going to say it again, uh, the business of cleaning is just about numbers. And uh, when we're talking about pricing, the thing to concentrate on for a small company is concentrate on production. Concentrate on production. How do you produce more clean space for a lower cost? Okay. Um, I will tell you that, uh, uh, I mean, there's, there, there's an awful lot of work uh, that goes to uh, the low bidder. And, uh, and that doesn't necessarily always mean that there is a, uh, uh, it doesn't always translate into a dirty building. Okay. Um, I had, uh, uh, I was the low bidder on uh, numerous uh, 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 high rise uh, skyscrapers downtown. Okay. And you know what? I never once cried over being the low bidder after winning one of those. Yeah. I never did. Didn't make me sad at all. What it did do, though, was uh, we concentrated on production. We learned production. You know, we've gone from we've gone from kind of a standard uh, a, a start a standard industry production rate. It, it, and I'm talking about office cleaning of uh, um, uh, uh, 3,500 uh, square feet to where um, I was in union union buildings. Okay, union buildings. Uh, that were absolutely beautiful and spotless at 7,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. So 3,500 being the average, you increased point. Not to 7,000. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, I mean, right now, um, downtown, um, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anything that wasn't being produced at uh, uh, in excess of 6,000 square feet an hour. I think I really do. I think you'd be hard pressed. Okay. So as far as, as, as far as the pricing goes, you know, what I always, uh, again, you know, what, what, what I, what I always do is point to, um, you know, don't worry about, uh, 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 don't worry about the, the, the pricing concentrate on production. And so that's where technology comes in. That's where robots come in. That's where, um, the, um, um, the other really big deal for us was the backpack vacuum cleaner. I mean, that was a huge leap forward for us, okay, was the backpack vacuum cleaner, okay? okay? Going from upright vacuums to backpack vacuums was a big deal for us and increased uh, production rates. Now, Ed, what about uh, the battery, uh, battery backpack vacuums? High, oh. pr- high pr- price point is high, but again, now you're talking about production, right? Like if we're focusing always, on production. Always, 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 always talking about production. And look, there is, there, there is risk in innovation, okay? There is, there, there is risk. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, at one point, I mean, I, I was somebody that would try new stuff, you know, if it would make, if it would allow me or enable me to clean faster, I would try it. It didn't matter. <laughs> so at one point in, in, in our, in our warehouse, I mean, it was a big pile of stuff that didn't work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple of those too. Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, this seems, but this I mean, seems the next best thing. Well, you know, listen, I, 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 I needed that, uh, that, that, that talking wet floor sign, you know, at the time I thought. <laughs> oh my God. There, there is risk to innovation. Yeah, no, you're, true. That's there, you're right. Risk to not innovating. There's a bigger risk to not innovate. Okay. Man, again, guys, because I'm looking at the time, I don't want to take up much more of your time. I got one more 
One more good question. Actually, two points. Two points here, guys. Um, and, and add to this if you can, or yeah, just add to it. But I'm from what I've heard, and you've seen me writing notes here. I know, John, you can't see me. Um, but it, some takeaways I have for the small to medium-sized business owner is leverage technology. Don't focus on price. Focus on production and service. Service to your client. I'm taking those three away right now. What other tidbit would you say is another bullet point for these business owners? Because these are going to be trying times to, yes, some are making a lot of money now, but how do we, we want to improve longevity for these business owners. So what other point, or did I nail it with those three or anything else you guys can add? In in my opinion, you nailed it. Okay. Um, There's one added, um, there's only one other point that I would add. Um, and that is, uh, 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 it was always my biggest, um, advantage over my competition was, 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 uh, creativity and, uh, being willing to try something, uh, be, be willing to try stuff and don't be afraid to fail. Try it. If it has to do with, if it has to do with increasing, um, service levels, uh, uh, service delivery, improving service delivery. Uh, 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 you know, I mean, you know, jump out there, give it a, give it a, give it a try. I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing some amazing things all across. Now mm-hmm. I talked to hundreds and hundreds of, of cleaning contractors over a, a relatively short period of time. And I see amazing stuff. I see great stuff and amazing stuff, yeah. but it, it, and it's the result of their creative, creative, they're, 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 they're taking risk. We're, you know, yeah, and it's a risk. Creativity is a risk. So, mm-hmm. John, what about you? Uh, I think I think you you hit all the points. The only thing I would add is uh, education. You know, mm-hmm. just keep yeah. learning. There's tons of resources out there. Uh, you're gonna have a lot of people out there, you know, throwing stuff around saying, "Hey, this is this is the best advice. This is free." Uh, just understand. I mean, you gotta invest in yourself, and if that if that means spending the money, like by all means, like just do it. Yeah. Like there's nothing you're not going to regret investing in yourself. Perfect. You're just not. So, awesome. you know, join that organization, you know, buy that book, take that class, do what you can, but yeah, don't ever stop learning. Awesome guys. This is awesome stuff, man. I appreciate it so much. I like to end you guys with one, one point that I like to end with is a funny story. So John, I'm going to let you take this away. Give me a funny story from you in the cleaning field. Okay, I'm I'm trying to I gotta think of one that's uh not inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I probably had one, let's see. A couple years ago I had an employee um was out in the field, he called me. He's like, Listen, hey, I I, I, I kinda scraped the wall with the chariot uh, right on. I'm like, All right, that's not a big deal, that's fine. We'll just I'm sure it's just wallpaper that's ripped. He's like, Yeah, I I, I kinda fixed it. He's like, but I still want you to come here, right? So I get there. Uh, he's gone by at this point. He's gone. So I go up and I'm looking for the scratch and I call him like, hey, what's going on? Where's it at? He's like, oh, it's uh, it's over there by the bathroom. I go over there and he took out an entire wall. Oh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give him credit because he used masking tape to hold up the wall. Oh my and god. So, yeah, so the client came in the next day. I told them, you know, it was their first thing they saw in the morning, their email and uh, text messages, and they they had a good laugh over it, luckily. But, uh, yeah, that's the uh, most funniest and clean uh, experience <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> that's hilarious. Ed, what about you? Oh, uh, that was probably uh, the uh, the time when there was, uh, and, 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 and I'm, I'm having difficulty envisioning exactly how it happened, but yeah came in came in came in you know client calls me and and uh says look not sure exactly what went on here but uh you know the 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 toilet is broken i said what do you mean broken he he says look i'm 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 saying like it's like completely smashed you know and um you know the the of course they were suspecting that it was the uh expected that it was a cleaning service cleaning people it's always our fault but 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 they couldn't be sure because they didn't have anything to go on. 
<laughs> I got too many. I've already told all my stories. This is eighth episode. I've, you don't even want to know how many stories I've got. But you guys, I again, I thank you guys so much. Um, I always end with the cheers. John, you, you know, give us a, uh, you can give us a over the phone cheers. But Ed, let me get a cheers here, my man. Here we go. This has been great stuff, you guys. I appreciate it. You guys don't understand how many nuggets this is. I'm going to swig here real quick here. But guys, appreciate it again, like I said. John, I know I'll be, I'll be seeing you at the ISSA show or the BSCAI show here in Chicago. Ed, I hope you come. But I know I've asked you a couple times. You're like, Rick, I've been there so many times. <laughs> if you do come, listen. it's my hometown, though. It's my hometown. Come on. Listen, if I never have to go through TSA again, man, I'll be just like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did an awful lot of traveling. So. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you again, guys. I appreciate it. It's been an awesome time here with you guys. A lot of nuggets. Uh, I'll talk to you guys in the future, as we always do. Um, but until then, enjoy the weekend. And uh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it.